1: Hello, welcome to the Manchester's Red podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Frey. I'm again delighted to say I'm joined today by Samuel Lutkers. Hello Rich. And Kieran Kelly. Hello again. And uh, pre-season is on the horizon and the transfer window is in full swing. Um, United have signed three players, Diogo Delo, Fred and Lee Grant. What are the updates in the coming weeks that United fans can expect, Samuel
2: um, well, I, I would I sincerely hope there'll be some uh, some updates of, of any kind because it's, it has felt a little dormant during the World Cup, uh, which has which has complicated a lot of clubs' uh, business. There are some some clubs in the Premier League who still haven't signed players, and some of those clubs, um, ironically, were the ones who voted in favour of, of the early window closure last last year as well. Which I think they must start it must start the progressing out at this stage um, with with United. I mean, players like William and Toby Alderweireld were, were were involved in the World Cup in in the latter stages. There are obviously uh, some. I mean, they've always been certainly the last six months. It's felt like very capricious over left back. They want one. They don't want one. They want one. They don't want one. Um, it's a few shades of grey with that. and the, Mateo Darn and Daly Blind still are still at the club, but it was a little bit peculiar to see them both at the Lowry this week when they both own property, and that they've they've not been living there longer <laughs> than Mourinho. Honestly, um, I mean, I'd still imagine those those two will be sold or or will leave by by hook or by crook. But uh, it's it's not it's not ideal um, in terms of the preparations. But I suppose the only consolation for United in that regard is that a lot of pla- a lot of clubs are in that position Chelsea it's, it's, it's very complex it's going to be very difficult for Sarri to come in and not just buy players in his image but then assemble a team mm. in his image I mean I know they've not got Champions League football this season so that might help but they have got the Europa League so I think that possibly exacerbates the issue they've got there um, so, so it's, it's 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 bizarre to think that doing this today it's, it's four weeks until the competitive yeah. season starts and um, yeah. United are going to need to sign more players um, but as I said I think there are not many clubs who can look at the transfer window so far I think you know, we do really well here, Arsenal have been really active but I, I'd say that you know, the signs they've made are pretty underwhelming mm. there's, there's clearly a type of profile uh, Unai Emery has gone for there, I don't necessarily think it's it's going to elevate Arsenal back into the top four, I think Liverpool have done some, some pretty shrewd business with um, with Shikiri coming in to you know, keep the, the main forwards on their toes and Fabinho is obviously uh, you know, he's, he's a player we've spoken about for such a long time without any um, real real merit in it but he, he is a he's, he's a very good player and I think he'll, he'll enhance them as well but there's, there's, they still have a lot of work to do uh, so yeah we've, we're bracing ourselves for quite a, an intense four weeks I think and that's obviously all for, and a lot of Football in that time mm-hmm.
1: as well. that never stops for any of us, does no, it? And best. I guess it's a good point you made there. But fans these days, they always compare their transfer business with other clubs. They see this player's had a good World Cup, why aren't we signing him? This guy's got really good potential on FIFA, why aren't we signing him? <laughs> Kieran, like in, in terms of Jason, I mean, do you think he's going to be happy with the three signs made so far? He's not going to be in the panic the fans are necessarily. No,
0: no I think they've been quite decisive. Um, when you think back, by the time they'd signed Fred and De Law, I mean, that was mm-hmm. a pretty good start. and they've been quick out of the blocks in that sense um, you know I think Fred um, as we've all spoken about is, is going to be the most important one because they set up their stall to get Carrick's success so you know going back to, to February he was speaking about how important that was and that's ironically proved probably the most straightforward deal because they pretty much had a clear run at him and um, you know he'll, he'll come in there Mourinho loves Brazilian speaks Portuguese you know the ingredients are there for him to, to settle in so I think he's obviously going to be the key one and they're, the main one he's after is a quality centre half and um, that means you know their biggest sign of the summer could be yet to come um, but getting that over the line in in those few weeks is going to be so hard um, and you also have to factor in well uh, it almost seems a bit harsh on Mindelof uh, that if he's not going to get more game time this season um, you know in my opinion uh, i I think Smalling's gonna hang on in there. I think he yeah. could easily be starting yeah. the first game of the season. Um, fun, that is. He's 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 a Mourinho favourite all of a sudden. So um you know, you could feasibly imagine him only maybe signing one more by the end of summer and then some United fans will be a bit disappointed with that. But I think what I've always been saying is there's still so many players in that, that squad who I think can go up another level or two. And they signed one in January that was Sanchez surely surely mm-hmm. um, he, he can improve um, we've seen Pogba's performance at the World Cup how disciplined he's been with Fred coming into that midfield you'd like to think he can carry that into uh, club level finally um, and then you've guys like Bayi, who if he can just stay fit um, it's been the, the if for, for two years now but we know he is potentially a, a world beater for centre back so um, I think for me the spine of that team is already there and it's just about getting those those shrewd additions and thinking Fred certainly won to those one for the future Grant has that role in the dressing room and it's just down to whether they can get this centre back in now or not
1: yeah it's interesting
0: what you said there but you know I do have a core of players and they do have lots of players who if they
1: improve on next season, that it's that old cliche. It's like a new signing, isn't it? I mean, everyone hates hearing that. But if Pogba can take us going to the next level, Sanchez after a, a summer off, it, it could be exciting for United when they hit the ground running. But that first day of season, you, deep down, think you could be watching Fellaini and Smalling. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Smalling's a great advert for vegans because it's the thing <laughs>
2: since he turned vegan. Uh, as his wife said, he's only he's only had one injury. He, he doesn't seem as, as, as brittle as he used to be. Uh, I think. I mean, looking ahead to, to that game, I think the World Cup players would just about be available yeah. for it be possibly a bit ring rusty because they won't have had a, a proper pre-season. Uh, that didn't particularly affect Pogba a couple of years ago when he made his debut, but you could say it was more an adrenaline fuel uh, performance and he's, he's a natural athlete anyway. Um, I mean, the interesting thing, looking at the, the training footage this week as well, is that Dallow hasn't appeared I and mean, even when he actually approached the building he seemed to be walking quite gingerly and we know he had a, I think some a meniscus injury and he's been on crutches so looking ahead to the start of the season unless they get someone in who's going to be ready for that mm-hmm. they, they could feasibly be lining, up, be lining up without a single new signing in that team because Fred's going to have to take some time to settle and certainly looking ahead to that game against Leicester you Probably, probably think that maybe Matic and Pogba or Matic-Pogba Herrera might be the midfield two or three uh, so I'm, I know that supporters clamour for signings and it's going to smart when Ronaldo goes to Juventus and in recent years on the eve of pre-season tours United have announced Schweinsteiger and Schneidling or last year it was Lukaku uh, you there are mixed results there but there was a Overton very... time as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a, that was, a, that was going back a fair a bit further um but it's almost as if like its possible feel well you've got to appease us here yeah. because this is happening that's happening it's, it's really not that simple I mean going back further the Overton summit to 2006 David Gill promised united fans two world-class players um as, as signings and the two signings were Carrick and Kushak neither of them were world-class players at that time that wasn't even a debate but that season the punchline to that is that United went and won the league and were top for all but two weeks because Ferguson had happened upon uh, this formula of of not having to have a midfield general like Keane in there uh, that Saha and Rooney could collaborate sometimes the solutions are within looking at this squad it is difficult to pinpoint where exactly those solutions are I think Sanchez is a player who you expect an awful lot more from next season, and it's, it will help. He's he's going to have a summer break, and the, just just looking at the squad in general, it's you know, there's there's a fair bit of quality now There are certain departments where where quantity reigns, but um, it's, it's 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 difficult to say at this stage, really. I mean, it, it does need freshening up still. And I think another problem on top of that is the the actual first team squad. I know he's brought seven youngsters into it this week, just. To Keep up the numbers, given the World Cup, but that core squad is 30 players at the moment, no, which is far, too far too big. So there's an awful lot of fat to trim out there before, um, you know, they can they can beef it up. And obviously Mourinho's going to want to do that. But there are a lot of players who, um, I mean, Pereira is one. I was thinking of he could be in the same position last season where he gets a lot of game time at tour but then come the first game of the
1: season, he's nowhere near the mm-hmm. bench. Yes, I guess when United ended the season The way they did as well They're going to be looking to to take it off On, on a positive but I think United fans this week are positive though, seeing all those youngsters in training here. And then, like I said the, earlier that There's been a good sense of United's performances At the World Cup, Pogba's shined Whether you like it or not Fellaini's been quite pivotal in yeah. Belgium's yeah. running in the end and There's lots of reasons for United fans to be positive right now But it's just when those signings come through the door That's what's really going to be the thing that convinces them
0: yeah it's natural isn't it that the headlines in the summer are what transfers come in and um, when they've already got three in and I suppose none of them were you know your Griezmann level kind of players they're those solid kind of players that uh, we expect Mourinho to to go with but I mean as early as April you know he was saying rather than spend 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 it was was about the evolution of the players he had as much as that so I think that's going to be the thing to look at um, particularly on tour is who's going to grasp a chance um, seeing Martial um, you know talk of him leaving to die down a bit feasibly um, he could be playing up front for most of the tour with Lukaku not being there uh, great opportunity for him um, there are plenty of others there and, and of course the kids uh, have nothing to lose like McTominay last summer just going along is an amazing experience and you know you are getting a semblance of you know it may well be Mourinho's eventual successor who's really going to have a uh, you know a team that's properly evolved because, you know, bar the odd exception, most of the players he signed have been under twenty six, and guys like Dallo fit into that category, obviously. So, I think going forward, you know, there is a lot to be positive about, but it's when your direct rival is of course Manchester City, who just made a club record signing for a guy who would mainly sit on the bench. Um, that's the issue, isn't it? it, it they they can't compete financially with them so it's it's about being smart in the transfer market and signing guys who are only going to get better um, barry as I said an opportunistic exception like Sanchez Yeah
1: we can't compete with them in terms of money but in terms of announcing their players I think they do <laughs> win that war quite, <laughs> quite quickly um, we're touching up there Sam you've got the pleasure of going out on the pre-season tour which players do you think are in an actual position to take an opportunity because obviously there's lots of youngsters going but even if they have a good pre-season tour like you said they're not really in, the, in line to Ever make it into the first team? there's a number of players who who are though We said Marshall. Then is is this really the final chance again? Or
2: well, it's, it's, it was quite amusing how I mean you, you have to uh, admire the United account, Twitter account's optimism that yeah. how it's like Friday feeling. was brought to you by Anthony Marshall when his agent last month said he doesn't actually <laughs> want to be there. Um, I think with I mean looking at the more you look at Marshall's agent's quotes, the more they also feel like a bit of a bartering over a new contract yeah. I think if United gave him a massive pay rise I don't think the agent would think twice <laughs> about saying could say yes to that uh, I mean he, he's, a, he's a superb player on his day and he's going to get an awful lot of, of game time out there uh, I, I certainly remember going back to his day at Everton a lot of supporters thought in Lukaku's absence that that was a good enough performance not just from Marshall but from United yeah. overall uh, to to justify him having, a, him having a run there and, and keeping Lukaku outside. That's just never going to happen, Mourinho. Really. Lukaku is one of his guys. Um, but it was interesting, I mean, there's a quote that's often overlooked uh, that Mourinho gave. I think it was back in April when he said, Instead of just believing in spend, 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 we need to think about the evolution of the young players. Now, I don't think he just necessarily means academy players there, even though a lot of them promoted to first team training this week, but there are certain players in the first team squad, like Marshall. Uh, like Rashford as well, who obviously isn't going to be involved in pre-season, who have have got quite a high ceiling and can get better under under his management. But it's it's, it's completely dependent on what they want. I mean, with with Rashford, I don't think anybody's uh, anybody expects him to be anywhere other than United next season. But with Marshall, it is a little bit up in the air. I think it still wouldn't surprise me if he does stay. Um, I think United would be very reluctant to sell players after August the 9th unless they've got a big enough squad. And that might only the size of the squad at the moment might only be legislated by them then offloading a load of dead wood after the cut-off point for them to sign play, players on August the 9th. Uh, but for in terms of the actual academy kids who looks like they're going to go on tour... The, the one you're always tempted to say is is Chong because yeah. they've still not signed a right winger. They yeah. need especially I mean, the, the the best right winger they've still got is Juan Matter and he was seen as a stopgap three years ago. So um, if if Chong excels, who knows what could happen there? But um, I mean, you have to remember going back to the last game of the season, Mourinho like, really didn't give any answers a kick. So I don't think that was just a case of giving farewell appearance today. day you I think he must have reservations about certain players not being quite ready
1: yet but it's a good environment to for, for them to test themselves Yeah, Kieran, I was going to ask you now about the right wing issue we, we spoke earlier saying that there's an opportunity where you could realistically only have one or two more players left in the summer transfer window the right wing isn't his priority at the moment mm-hmm. so it's centre-back if it goes to that final day deadline day United haven't signed the right wing, What is the, what do you think is the best approach for next season? Is it just a case of sticking someone who doesn't want to play out right outright,
0: or is it... Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he didn't go 4-3-3 again going forward. Um, I mean, I know Pogba's been playing it too lately and doing very well for France, but um, that is the system where they played some of their better stuff towards the end of the season, bar those awful Brighton West Ham. <laughs> I know West Ham went through at the backwater, but um, I think that would be a shock. So, yeah, they're going to go with a right winger again, and you know, on paper, Lingard's um, you know, had a remarkable 12 months, but he, he's a different player when he's playing through the middle. Um, he's not a classic number 10, but he, he just plays much better through the middle than on the right. Mata um, thinks done well there, but he's, he's not a natural speedy option who on the counter-attack can help you rip teams apart. So it's still the obvious area when he... Just won't put Sanchez on the right. Sanchez, you know, has played on the right in the past, but he, he just seems so reluctant to put him there. And um, he's been setting up camp on the left, and I think that'll continue on tour. And it'll be Martial and San- Sanchez through the middle. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be Mata or Linga the way things stand, and it still leaves that attack looking a- lacking a bit of balance for me. I think I think most United fans would just love to see. Players playing in more natural positions, but it's it's the system. He he'll justify it with Fred coming in, and um, it's on. You know Matt and Lingard just to, to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, we spoke about left back. So this,
1: I really only know where this is going. We have our weekly bingo checklist. Almost you can't mention left backs so without mentioning Luke Shaw. He went through intense sort of pre pre season training himself, and um, trying to improve his fitness ahead of the uh, tour of the US. Do you think? He has a realistic chance of being United's first choice left back next season? I don't think, I wouldn't say his future is as bright
2: as his teeth <laughs> uh, at, at the current stage because I still, you saw what Mourinho said about Ashley Young this week, how consistent he is on, on, on Russia's stage during his pump bit. um I mean, Young's obviously going to come back late, so Shaw has got, it's pretty much a free run at this this left back role, particularly if Blind and Darby are. Sold before they go on tour, which is probably an outside chance of that happening. Um, but then again, I wouldn't put it past Mourinho uh, given the, the apparent joy he derives from uh, humiliating Shaw to start Dimitri. He make sure, make sure we're ahead of him all the time. Um, it's it's got to happen for, for sure now or never, really. I mean, United are in a bit of an invidious position there because. I mean, they're actually considering offering him a contract, and I don't think that's necessarily an investment in his potential. It's more, you know, they've, they've, they've spent an awful <laughs> lot of money on him. He's, got, he's, he's entered the last year of his contract, the extension's gone. Um, if they're to sell him, uh, they're, they're going to have to need to have time on his contract, and they've not really got that at the moment. And certainly, it doesn't look like there's any movement in terms of him, him going this summer. Uh, so then you're looking into January possibly. And then you're in the Sanchez situation where you have to have a compromise, but it could, could it could completely change and he could have a superb start to the season like he did three years ago and and make that position his own. And the thing is, you have to remember with him is that with all the left back options they've got. He is the one specialist mm-hmm. there. Um, was bought as a midfielder Darwin right back, Ashley Young, a winger back in. Uh, Back in 2011, so it. it I, mean, I hope it happens for him because I think, as I said about Marshall earlier, um, he's, he's got a very high ceiling there, and you could certainly envisage him going to another club. Uh, I mean, Tottenham is the obvious yeah. one; that always gets talked about playing under Pochettino, and then all of a sudden he's back in the England team, uh, and and he's you know, establishing himself as a world class left back. Uh, but it is. It's, a challenge for him Young's going to stick around I certainly think come the next England squad you would probably see Ryan Sessegnon getting yeah. a call up as well now that Fulham are in the Premier League so it's at club and country level there's an awful lot of um, comp- competition there for sure to take on but he's got a very good chance this pre-season purely because Young isn't there and the other two rivals
1: are you know, also around because they want to leave Yeah, Surely Kieran will be- sort of merges two subjects on, in terms of like, the World Cup as well Luke Shaw's watching Ashley Young reach World Cup semi-final Marshall should be preparing for a World Cup final himself surely this is the summer where both of them kick on surely this is that one last chance that really proves them that they've, got, they've made one last opportunity at United to, to yeah. make a name for themselves surely yeah <laughs> if, if, if
0: it was that simple you know it's, for whatever reason uh, it's the player the manager what their relationship uh, it's not happened they're, they're not fulfilling that and you know I think would be sad to see um, neither player deliver their full potential Manchester United and then go somewhere else. I will think with Martial Mourinho will be very very cautious about letting them go. I think the the old Salah Lukaku De Bruyne whatever way you want to put it that's still very much in mind that you know the idea of letting Martial go for you know a fairly okay fee in the window and then him going on to Flourish elsewhere. It's something he'd obviously hate. With uh, Shaw, I think, um, you know, would be telling that they don't sign a left back. I think he'd obviously would probably love to have a you know 60000000 million pound left back in there. But the way the budget is, uh, other positions take priority. And I think Shaw potentially still has that ability to be, um, you know, a real top class left back. We saw when he had I think he had about maybe. Four games in a row around the festive period when Young was suspended, yeah. and when he gets game time and has that match fitness, he's he's still very good. It's not because of the injury he's gotten rubbish. It's he's still you know obviously a really talented player. It's it's just the mentality there, and um, you know, a few days after season ended, he was training, working hard. He went on holiday, <laughs> photos go viral. He comes back. He has gone this week long training camp with the fitness coach. And you're just thinking, you know, um, if it doesn't happen for him on this tour, how will it happen? Because Young has been so consistent. He's he's a reliable head. Okay, he's, he's, he's getting on. He's not the perfect left back, but he is one of those generals and lieutenants you can rely on, who he can call upon on the touchline, pass the instructions on. He doesn't have that relationship with Shaw, so that's something that you wonder, will it ever be repaired? The only way Sean can ultimately convince him is having a good preseason like he did two years ago and just hitting the ground running and, and working on those those aspects that Mourinho demands of him, tracking back, working hard, um, and just giving that full 100%. It's as easy as that, Link. <laughs> just listen to Kieran's <laughs> advice. Um, I guess well, we'll,
1: the only way we'll find out is by seeing what happens on the preseason tour. And as we said, Samuel you going on that. What are you most excited for about this preseason tour? So is there anything you're excited about on this preseason tour? Um, Miami, possibly. <laughs> uh, it, I mean,
2: in terms of covering them, it, it's, it, it's slightly—it it's, it's, feels ridiculous to complain about it at all. But it does go by so quickly because it's almost like a flight one day, yeah. press conference the next, match the other, flight press conference yeah. match. That's how it works out, really. Nobody's obviously bothered about team news which is completely <laughs> uh, you know' it's, it's completely opposite to when the actual um the actual season begins but it's I suppose from you know, from a professional perspective you get to see Bay playing for Real Madrid um United Liverpool at ann Arbor it's, it's, it's a big stadium there and I mean I, I didn't go four years ago when they played Real Madrid and you know, I mean it was, it's amazing that those stadiums can sell out for games like that I think it's a little bit different now because so many European teams have gone over to America yeah. in recent years and the ticket prices are steep for what our exhibition matches and they are struggling to sell out as they did between United and, and Madrid at the Levi Stadium yeah. last year and the Milan game has been switched from uh, the Rose Bowl which held the 94 World Cup final and is now at the StubHub Centre which I think is like 60,000 fewer seats in it and um, but, I, but from this for this pre-season, I think it's uh, the youngsters that are likely to go into. I mean, if a 16-year-old like Mason Greenwood is mm. is playing um, for United against Liverpool, that's that, that's got to be. You know, there's hopefully a bit of a story there. James Garner's only 17, um, born in Birkenhead, but here he is playing for United. That's great. Gomez and Chong, we've we've talked about an awful lot. Gomez is a player I think that was exciting fans when he was fourteen and appearing on YouTube, and now he's nearly eighteen. So that that time has absolutely flown by. So I I'd, I'd have to say really just just the youngsters. I mean normally you're, you're looking out for the, for the signings. And last mm. summer I think Lukaku dominated that agenda. Lindelof less so. Um, Matic of course wasn't wasn't on the tour, but United pride themselves on that that youth identity and you do hope that one of them forces their way into it. I think even though they are meaningless matches, you do tend to learn quite a lot from them. I mean, Mourinho might dismiss it or play it down and change the team completely at half-time, but until last season, he was not playing Bay and Lindelof together because he knew they wouldn't be starting the season together in the Super Cup, and he played Jones and Bay as often as possible because he knew they would be starting uh, the Premier League season and I think Lingard had a very good tour last year when he forced his way into that team. It was his misfortune that come the Super Cup against Real Madrid was playing as a wing-back which is just not his forte and then he was out of out of the team and his, his season got kick-started quite belatedly so it, it can have a pretty big, I mean that's a pretty profound impact that Lingard can yeah. have a very good July. Stutters at the start of August and then yeah. know, he cements himself in the team in, in late November, I think it was, in the end. So um, it, it can keep players on their toes. But of course, a lot of the players who go out there, I think they'll, they'll know that when they come back, they'll be going straight back into the reserves or, or the academy squad.
1: What well, thought that is for them, I guess. <laughs> Last question today, Kieran. I saw lots of people on Twitter getting excited. They saw the training pictures today. Kieran McKenna, Michael Carrick involved with the pre-season uh, Fitness version they're going through at the moment. Do you think there'll be any change to approach United on pre-season? I think it's gonna be the same sort of tactical setup that we saw towards the la- end of
0: last season. oh you'd hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I still have nightmares about that. I think, to be fair, the the way they started last season was was so encouraging with the
1: four hills every week. Yeah, and
0: the, the the style. And I think when Mourinho, to be fair, has you know a few weeks exclusively just to work on the training ground, that's when he's happiest and. Um, think you will see a bit of that on tour that they will be a bit slick at times and certainly you know the, the way they just went off the boil in those final two three months was, was just horrible to watch wasn't it but yes. um, <laughs> you, <laughs> what would, you would you would like to think as i've said loads of times um going to the effort of appointing these fresh faces and bringing in new voices into that circle which has been dominated by the same people for so long that is his way at his old age of um Welcome in some enthusiasm and some some fresh thinking. That's in theory. Uh, we won't really know, obviously, till probably we get into your November and December time, because um, you know we saw how after that Liverpool game uh, when they got the draw last season, the the momentum and the playing style just just changed so much, um, and that's something they can't afford this season because uh, whatever about finishing second, if you finish second by you know playing to your team's strengths you know some of those players are obviously great ball players get the ball forward, get it quickly entertain the crowd, we know it's never going to fully happen under Mourinho but you just like to see progression from how that season ended last year for me
1: so Play on the front foot, if it's not going well bring on Fellaini, I think that's the message yeah. that we're for yeah. next season. But we'll <laughs> have to end it on that horrible foot, <laughs> won't we? We were talking about the dull football of last season the foot of Maron Fellaini and Lee Grant oh well New sign. (laughs) New sign will be on its way. Hopefully, you can remember. You can keep up to date on Manchester United podcast by subscribing. On ACAS Samuel will be there in the US, stateside, bringing you updates every day and insight from the United training camp.
2: Yeah, hopefully, uh, dialing in and hearing your dulcet (laughs) tones, sharing the podcast from. Atlantic, yeah.
1: We look forward to that. No, well, that's a treat for subscribing, isn't it? Make sure to join us next week when we will preview, hopefully, that game against San Jose Earthquakes, and we will bring you all the updates for Manchester United's pre-season tour. Thank you very much. Half an hour. Thank